This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's 100% LCFC. With Youngie on Oak FM. So, hello and welcome to a brand new show on 107 Oak FM. Yes, it's 100% LCFC with Youngie. I'm not Youngie, I'm Andy Twig. You can call me Twiggy. And once a week, we're going to debate and discuss everything LCFC. And I'll be pressing all the buttons. That's what I'm doing. I'm holding court, keeping these gentlemen in the studio well in order. And with me in the studio... Now, I've Googled this guy. Um, Yeah, quickly Googled him just to make sure I knew what I was talking about. And he said, super striker, Mr Alan Young on the show. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't wouldn't really see a super striker. That's what he said. Well, I tried. It was a rare website I was on somewhere in Thailand. Thank you very but, much. Thank you very no. much, Twiggy. Uh, now, also in the studio, we have the... Well, he's a senior person. He's very close to senior management. He is the editor of the show. It's Phil Holloway, 100% LCFC. Morning. Hi, uh, Twiggy. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm very well. Yeah, not too bad. Got your Leicester City shirt on, which is nice. Of course, yep. Yes, very proud. <laughs> it's suddenly how they've all come out. Oh, anyway, yeah. slightly controversial. <laughs> and also we've got Radio Pundit Leicester fan and generally good egg John Sinclair yes hello how are you I, I've, got a, I've done the scarf because I, I came in a normal shirt but I thought I'd put something on you do, yeah, you look, you look well. Now you've been around the radio business years longer yeah, than a long, I have. A long time, yeah. Because I, I, I did a bit of hospital and university radio, and then a bit of it kind of gets you a bit it? of the other side for a yes, while. As I well, know, yes, yes. The, the yeah, the evil empire. Indeed, yes, yeah. We won't yeah. mention. Uh, anyway, I think you guys really, because uh, we, if we're going to be honest, uh, you guys are massive Leicester fans. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. No, you're obviously ex-player. Scored how many goals? A few. They can't remember. <laughs> I can't even remember, can't remember, honestly. No. no, I'm not like you guys that do all your research and everything. I just come in and just tell it. Ask, ask me questions. Sorry about the voice. That's from Newcastle, everybody. But I just come in and, and ad-lib and whatever and just have a chat. So. Now, I'm just the host, the man that pressed the buttons and stuff like that. So I've got to be honest. I am, a, yes, I support a football team with blue shirts and they wear white shorts. And they are Everton. 
So, but, but... Uh, do we talk to him anymore? Before, I, I think they're not top of the league. No, they're not top of the league. We're going up... We're, team who's not top of the league. We're having a wee soiree up to Merseyside, aren't we? we round about soon. Christmas, yeah, yeah, Boxing Day. Yeah, I think Everton won one game, Liverpool the next game. Six points. <laughs> we'll see about that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. Now, I think... Uh, but, I've come up with this word that I think would be really good. Over the next few weeks, I thought you could foxify me. So ah, we'll, we'll, we'll convert you slowly, yeah, shall it's we? Called, Foxify, I, I like that. Or yeah, foxification. Yeah, Foxifica- Foxification. You have to be careful with that, though, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're listening on medium wave. <laughs> yeah. uh, now then, I thought you ought to start with the song. Uh, you're all good singers. You've got fine, fine fettle, are you? Yeah, I was good in the choir for a oh, while. Oh, great. Yeah. So here are the words, then, I thought we'd start with. It goes like this. We are top of the league. I say we are top of the league. You've never sang that before, being an Everton fan, Not obviously. Nineteen eighty six. And yes, yeah, I didn't yeah, really remember. And that. who was <laughs> and who was scoring all the goals for them? Um, it was Gary Lineker. Correct. Who ah. you played with, and you claimed that you set up all these goals. I, I looked after the boy. When I signed Twiggy, to be honest with you, Jock Wallace said to me, "I've got this boy. He's seventeen years old. He's like off a shovel." I just need somebody to look after him, and that's you. So that's basically, he said, he signed me to look after Gary Lineker. Thanks, Jock. Thanks very much. So, do you, do you, Alan, <laughs> I just, let's start on the, a bit more serious stuff. It, I it, said, we are top of the league. I said, we are top of the league. said, we are top of the league. I said, we are top of the league. Now, the <laughs> thing is, you've got to remember, lads, that I'm in charge of the microphones, <laughs> and they will kind of, like, come down. Alan, Sorry. we'll start with you. Yeah. Uh, is it a bit like... One day, I mean, Leicester, yeah, top of the league, doing fantastic, you know, 13 games in, and they're just unbelievable. Is it a bit like you wake up in the morning and think, like, will my alarm clock go off and actually we're two points above the drop zone? Is it a bit, you know, a bit... No, I, I, I don't think so, Twigs. Um, I think the position that we're in at the minute mirrors the football that we've been playing, both home and away. I think the, the brand of football... Here's, here's a quote from Mr Ranieri. He said... We play like Italian tactics, but English spirit. And I thought, you've just about nailed it on the head there, because that's what we have. We are playing Italian-style football, keeping possession. and But the spirit, when you lose the ball and you have to defend, is always there as well. So the many thousands of Leicester City supporters are waking up, and I think now they're really, really, really starting to believe as I've said it earlier on in the season, I believe we'll make I'll make we'll make Europe. I honestly believe that. You mentioned and possession though, Alan. I was reading a stat somewhere that says that Leicester don't have well, what they do with the ball, they don't have as much possession as some other teams. You're absolutely they, right. But they work with it better. You're absolutely right. My son said that to me last night. He said, Dad, did you know Leicester City are bottom of the league with regard for possession of the ball? And I said, well, that must say that we are being very, very efficient. Mm. Because when we've got the ball, only 20% of it is going in the back of their net. And it's only, we're, we're below Aston Villa and Sunderland for possession of the ball, which sounds ridiculous. Don't you think, I watched the game on, on Saturday. I mean, only on match of the day kind of thing. So you only get like, uh, like a short, sharp shot of it. They play with pace though, don't they, Leicester? Yes. Do you know what I mean? They're, 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 I know what you're saying, like they're playing like continental football, but you know when they go forward, they go forward, they run at people. They, don't they go, I, don't I, I pass sideways say, too much, that's the thing. Isn't well, it? no, I think when you win the ball, you know you've got all bright and pace. You know you've got 
uh, Jamie Vardy up front with a bit of pace. Joe, not so much on Saturday. You know you've got Jeff Sloop when he's in the team. He's got pace as well. So you know when you win the ball, you've seen the one when Jamie Vardy went through second half, pushed it too far, should have gave it to Mares. should have passed it. Should have given it to Mares. Yeah, yeah. But did you see him go past Colocini? Yeah. Goodness gracious there. me. He gave him 10 yards, and within two seconds, he's 10 yards past him. So the, the, the pace, when we get the ball, Twiggy, we use it quickly. We use, and very often it's only pass, pass, and we're looking at a shot and goal. Do you think that that frightens defenders? Then you know the pace of it. Are Absolutely. Because Premier League to me, uh, watching all, all the teams in the in the Premier League, it's a bit slow for me. And people say, "Oh, it's the quickest game and all that," but there's a lot of passing across the back. And then when you get a, a bit more direct and you go with a bit of pace, is that, that must be. A frightening thing when you're not used to it. Yeah, I, th- I think most teams in the Premiership do have pace. Every team has to have pace. But what you're saying, yeah, they tend to keep it, keep it, keep it, especially away from home. Clubs will come to the King Power Stadium and for the first 10, 15 minutes, they'll knock it around at the back. They'll just, they're not being lazy, they're just having a look. They're having to see who's playing where, who's doing what, where we can at them, where the dangers are, etc. And then, for example, Arsenal. I mean, we, we lost 5 2. It could have been 6-5. Another pacey team, though. Absolutely. Loads and loads of pace. But we have we, we equal the majority of Premiership teams now for pace. Mark Albrighton, Mares as well, and trickery with Mares. Danny Drinkwater and Kante in midfield. They, them two are unbelievable. Mm. They're two little diminutive characters. But dear me, they don't have to get stuck in. They break things up. And then they set us on our way. John, you, I mean, you've been around watching football a long time. Don't, do you think Albrighton is a different guy when he was at Villa? Is he, since he's come to well, Leicester? Well, yeah, I, I think what they've done, the, the, the managers have kind of given him incentive and he's got a great cross of the ball. He reminds me a little bit, you remember Steve Guppy when he was with, yeah, right. with Leicester, somebody who could get the ball in in the dangerous areas and he's, he's a bit like him. I, I think he's a, a really he's turned into a really good player for City, and as as Alan was saying, he's got a bit of pace. But it's that cross that oh, you know, it's a terrific! Stri- I'd have loved to have played with him. Yeah, exactly, I played with a guy yeah. called Steve Linex, who was pretty direct as a winger, and he would only need a yard to put. And Mark Albrighton's the same. For Big Ujoa to have somebody like them, him in the team, he must be rubbing his hands. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Michael Brighton is is in my fantasy football team. It's one of them, and anyway. How you doing? I bet you're doing well. Aren't uh, you? Actually, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing that well because I've got enough Leicester players in there. But hey, but you're going to blow. Oh, ye, ye yeah. of little faith! Yeah, exactly. I tell you what, there's a trumpet down there. Why don't you go and blow? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Saturday, Newcastle. I mean, it was. Uh, it could have been an awkward game. Mm. And McLaren's on a bit of a downer, and you know that they're due to. Uh, they'll either sink or they'll swim pretty. Pretty quickly, I thought McLaren may just turn it round last week, but but obviously Leicester three 0 I mean, they never looked in it, did they? The actual well, game itself. Twiggy, to, be, to be honest with you, they, they were Newcastle. You've got to sort of temper it. How good were we, and how poor were Newcastle? Newcastle were very very poor, but the, technically the players were good. They're decent players, but there's no heart. There's nothing in Newcastle um, and to, to give their supporters. The, I've played at St James's Park a few times, and the first thing you try and do is quieten the crowd. I mean, you would have thought the crowd wasn't there from the start of the game. You know, it's ridiculous. It's a big ground. It's massive, absolutely massive. And where we're sat, goodness me, it's like watching a Sabutio game. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, but honestly, the crowd quite. If the Leicester City, if the Leicester City fans weren't there, there would have been no atmosphere whatsoever. Steve McLaren has got huge problems, but you've got to beat what's put in front of you, and we did. 
and it could have been five or six. Jamie's missed a couple of one-on-ones. Well, Jamie, and he's when, hit the bar. Yeah, when he was through, I thought if if it had, if it had passed it, Tamara, well, yeah, second, absolutely, yeah, it's absolutely. But he's but, on oh, such a high. I know what you mean? You know, I, he's so much confidence. Goal, he's thinking, it? here's another goal. Here's another goal, and I don't blame him for that. I was going to ask you about the what, just a, just yeah. a minute. One thing about that though, would Jamie have made the same decision had it been nil nil? Mm. Maybe not. Different. Yeah, different. I was going to ask you about the atmosphere because I've been when I've been to Newcastle, I've uh, you know benefit of sitting in the the commentary position, which is very low down. I what's you it going like? What's it like up in the gods there though? Cold. <laughs> yeah, it's freezing, but, honestly. What, about three thousand fans. Though, but right? honestly, with the three all round, you know, sat in the middle of three thousand fans. I've never done that before, uh, Twiggy. Well, I did at Southampton. That's, this is my second time away from home, and it just gets better. Southampton was great. Newcastle was great, great, great. You know, sat amongst them, joining in, singing, swearing now and again because <laughs> some of the words in the songs, you as, you do, as you do. But honestly, absolutely fantastic day. Wonderful. Can I, uh, we've had lots of tweets, believe it or not, from Newcastle fans who have said, "God, I wish that Newcastle team played with the heart and passion and that like." The rest didn't of the uh, didn't the Newcastle fans applaud Jamie? Yes. when yeah. he scored, yeah. Yeah. which I thought that well, was as, as, as he came, came off, off the, the pitch yeah. at the end. Yeah, and did you see? I, I'm a great I'm a great watcher of the players and body language. Marco Fuchs, as they were walking off the pitch at the end of the game, grabbed Jamie Vardy and dragged them back up to the byline in front of their supporters and went like that, pointed to him and started clapping his hands and everybody joined in. That just shows me, Mark Fuchs, he's doing it. He's a new guy. But you can see him, he's fist pumping when we score, fist pumping at the end when we've won. It just tells you there is but, a great but, team spirit. But the amount of coverage that Leicester are getting in the press generally now is fantastic, isn't it? I mean, you know, every... All the serious newspapers. It's about time as well. It, it is as well because you know it's not a fluke that Leicester are where they are, as Alan said earlier, and it's good to see that you know we're getting a bit of recognition for that. You know, being above you like see your Man United and your Man Cities. Can I just read out a few tweets and comments of, we've had? From of course some of the fans you can. Tweet, of course yeah. you can, Phil, because you're the boss. <laughs> Alan Atkins has uh, tweeted us and he said, "What a time to be a Leicester supporter! I followed and supported Leicester for 63 years." Now, that's wow, well. 63 years—it's almost as old as me. He can probably remember Alan playing. Steady. <laughs> and he said, "I've never known such a team spirit and absolutely fantastic." And long may it continue. Andy Eames has said seven points clear of fifth. We've not really talked about that, have we? Seven points. There is that fifth. gap. Now we can That's afford we can afford to lose a game and yeah. still stay in the top four. I Sorry. can't believe I've just heard a Leicester City fan saying we can afford to lose a game. <laughs> wow. Wow. Not that we're going to. Okay. Oh, you want me to do this one? Uh, Sue Brooks says passion, ambition, team spirit made the great escape, and we're improving in every game. Not shy anymore. We know we can be where we want to be. And Clive Widrum says this time last season to now number one uh, is laughing at you now, lads. Uh, hey, get in, says Will Holloway. And fantastic feeling. Enjoy everyone, says Glenda Moulds. So that's it from the fans for now. We're going to be back in a bit. We're going to be talking about the next game because the next game, I think, is a bit of a crunch game. Don't go anywhere. Go and make yourself a cup of tea. Sit down, settle back and relax and listen to the big man himself. It's 100% LCFC with Youngie on OKFM.
OK, boys, that's our target. What? Halfords? Here's the plan. As soon as those doors open on Friday, we charge in. You two clean out the lower shelves. I'll handle the big boy stuff. Got it? Dad, what if we get lost? You're on your own. It's not even Black Friday yet. Right. Synchronise watches. Get ready, boys, for amazing deals at Halfords this Black Friday weekend. We're visiting in-store, but we can even visit online. Dad, my balaclava's getting itchy. Hear that? That's the sound of the normally chatty Chisholm family reduced to silence as Dad brings in our luxury slow-cooked wild boar cracker with caramelised onions and leeks wrapped in puff pastry and served with a red wine sauce. And all for just £11.99. Silence can indeed be golden. Oh, that's the power of Frozen this Christmas at Iceland. Next month, it's time to open up the OKFM Advent Calendar with Palmer's Garden Centre. Palmer's are a proper garden centre at Ulstorp and Enderby, selling fresh, British-grown Christmas trees. And every weekday afternoon when we open an Advent Calendar door, you could win presents, festive food, or a family visit to either of their garden centres. Just call, text or Facebook us for your chance to win. And with Santa's Grotto, Real Reindeer, a beautiful Christmas and giftware department, you're sure to find something for all your friends and family at Palmer's Garden Centre this festive season. See palmersgardencentre.co.uk It's 100% LCFC with Youngie on Oak FM. It certainly is uh, 100% LCFC. I'm Andy Twig. I'm the one that's keeping this rabble together with <laughs> Alan Young. We've got John Sinclair and we've got Phil, the master editor, who is... Well, you, you're supposed to be in, in control, aren't you, Phil? Well... They've got no chance with Young, eh, and that. He likes to think he's in control, Twigs. He likes it, so we just sort of pamper him a wee bit. You know, keep him you stroke his ego. Uh, uh, stroke his what? His ego. All right, yeah. I thought said someone else there. <laughs> no, I'm not stroking anything, Young. As the first show on, no, I certainly didn't, no. Uh, so uh, you went to Newcastle then, Alan, on Saturday. You sat with all the fans. You were I in did. the coaches and stuff. So what was it like as an ex-player going up there with, uh, with a coach load do, of people? Do you know, it's the first time I've ever done it, Twiggy, um, Drove over to Colville, the lovely people of Colville. Went up in the coach. They looked after me. I didn't have to pay. Fantastic. I didn't have to pay it fair. The, the chairman, the chairman of Colville and and um, he's a Scotsman. Somewhere, Misha, somewhere else. The, the chairman of the supporters club. He said it's okay. What a lovely man he is. I can't remember his name, but what a lovely man. I tell you what, they're all a bit daft, but lovely, lovely people. We were doing some singing. Some of them were dancing. On the way back, it was even more of a party atmosphere. In the ground, yeah, it was freezing cold, but with three and a half thousand lesser city supporters, it was like a furnace. It was, it was wonderful, and I'm looking forward to do it again. So, if anybody wants me to come on their bus, give us a shout. Yeah, he made a he made a little video as well, didn't you? And you yeah, were, you were focused very much on the cakes that people had. Ah, a, a lady, she had a box of cakes, and um, so you ate them. No, hang on a minute. You said. <laughs> I said, who are they for? And she says, oh, it's just something that we do. Every coach trip, somebody makes cakes. And I went, right. I said, can I have a look? They were wonderful rock cakes and fairy cakes. No, angel cakes. Angel cakes, that's it. So we, we named a couple Mr. and Mrs. Cakes, and it was rock and... Uh, angel. Angel, angel. <laughs> that's it. Rock and angel. <laughs> and yes, I did have a couple of rock cakes. Twiggy. Yeah, so where did the really bus nice. go from then? Where did you have to drive to? Are you surprised Colville. me when you say you drove to the bus? What, what was your driver on holiday? 
I can go off you, you know. You see his face. I drove across from Nottingham, parked up in the pub car park, and uh, on we got on the bus. It was about an eight-hour round trip, and it was. I I loved every minute. I I was made to feel so welcome. So thank you, the people of Colville. It is good. I've done it a couple of times. I remember I got sent uh, on the. I think when Leicester were. You remember Leicester was struggling some years ago, went to West Brom. It was kind of like a must, one of those must-win games they keep talking about. Uh, I can't <laughs> three, remember how many seasons ago. But we won the game, anyway. I do remember that. That was interesting, John. Anyway, <laughs> getting back to getting back to, to, to supporters that support us away from home. I'm used we've to it, got, thing, don't worry. I know. We've got... I think we can move on now, Chugs, if it's okay with you, you to do the far-flung foxes. Absolutely. Well, here we go. We've got Michael Jones, everybody, from Broadford, Victoria, Australia. Come on, the foxes, show man you how to play. Niall Ted, he's representing Adelaide in Australia, and he can't wait to see Lucy's smug face when Vardy smashes the ball in the back of the net. Box Phillips, Boss Phillips as well, will be in Bangkok. Behave yourself. Hope to be back over at Christmas time to watch at the King Power Stadium. We hope so too, boss. Margaret Rowler in Vermont, USA. This is wonderful. Looking forward to seeing a repeat of the 5-3 winner last season. Yes. Lee Hinton, Christchurch, New Zealand. Keep playing the way we're playing and don't change too much. One all draw, though? Come on, Lee. Steve Perkins, if you Google Olympic Dam, South Australia, that's where I am. Good lad. Nathan Hartson, again, Christchurch, New Zealand. I think City can definitely win this game. Ross Lacey, Kong Ken, Thailand. Is that how you say Kong it? Kong you know, Ken. I don't think that's right. Is that, is that right? Should it is. It's Kong, on, oh, well, I okay. Kong Ken. K-H-O-N, K-A-E-N. Kong Ken. Kong Ken. That'll do. You're that's lot, Harry's brother, isn't it? You're a lot bigger than me. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Watch the boys every week. Keep I, going, you beautiful foxes. I wish I had a sound effect for those rubbish jokes. Dave Mullins will be watching live on Fox Sports Australia like we do every week without fail in Perth, Western Australia. Well done, all the far-flung foxes. And, and John, uh, we have, have a far-flung fox of the week, actually. Oh, we do. On the, uh, turn the page over. We do. We certainly do. And here he is. His name is Mark Bonser. I wonder if he, well, he won't be listening in just yet. But Mark Bonser, Sacramento, California. Come on, you blues. He is the far-flung fox of the week. And he's, he's there with his shirt he on. He sent a picture in, yes, as well. Wonderful. I like his car. Toyota Camry. Are we allowed to say that? Well, who said it now? <laughs> well, if you're after a, a free late. Toyota, well, it's not going to go amiss, this, is this. it? <laughs> now, here's a question for you. Vardy to score or Leicester City to win this Saturday? If you had to choose, which one are you going to go for? We'll start with John. Well, I suppose you want to go for both, but I, I guess... No, you can't go for both. both. No, no, the question says that either or, John. I was just going to go on to say Dear, that I think, uh, you know, for Jamie Vardy, obviously it'd be great if he scores, but I don't think he'll mind if Leicester win the game and he doesn't. Be a bit, you know, you've been, you're that close though, yeah. aren't you? You are that close. And it's amazing. He's already beaten his record though. Van Nistelrooy was over two seasons. Yeah, yeah I, that- I think that. I think that it, whatever happens now, Vardy's name's at the top of the tree. Yeah, he did it, it in one season. He's literally done it in 10 consecutive games he's played. People like Raheem Sterling, I think it was, or Sturridge, did it where they had an injury in the middle of their run as well. Are you trying to on. bend the rules, Phil? No, I'm just saying he's literally played in 10 consecutive games and he's scored in every No, game. we're asking people to make season. a choice between Vardy scoring right. and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Leicester winning. And for me, it's about Leicester winning. I hope that Vardy scores, but if he doesn't, 
I don't think I'm going to care too well, much. Well, I think Vardy will score, and I think we will beat them. Well, that's okay. We'll, we'll get both. I'll, I'll be happy right? with that. And that's great. Obviously, there's an either-or here, but me, and, and thinking about the game, thinking about the players that United have and what we've got to offer, I think it'll be there'll be a few goals in the game. Vards will score. He can't he stop scoring at the minute. He's just he's just in that mood. He's in that way. But Man United are always capable of getting one. So I still think we'll win, and I think Jamie will score. Yeah. So can I just say, being playing devil's advocate here, that United don't leak that many goals, right? They've got a good record this season, yeah. and Chris Smalling for the for you know pound for pound, I think he's one of the best eventers in in, in the Premier League. I, I, that's all I'm saying. I think recent records kind of say that, suggest that a bit, don't they? Have been. I think he's down. Against. I don't so much think he's down to the outfield players. I think he's down to the goalkeeper. Yeah. I think he's been outstanding. He's, he is a great De Gea, De Gea, he's yeah, it's good. You see that save at Watford at the weekend? Yeah. Oh, was, down it, to his right. It was more or less past him. Should never have gone in. He should never have got that ball. Should have been in the back of the net. So I think he is a big reason why United are doing well. Do you rate Smalling though? I, I oh yeah, him, yeah. I watched him against Watford. He's, yeah, thought, he's decent. But I tell yeah. you what, Jamie will cause him problems. He'll cause the, any 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 of the two central defenders. He'll just cause them problems with his movement. I mean, if you've got, you, you know, he's got that pace. He'll get. The, he knows he's going to get the service. He knows that people are going to play him in. And all Jamie does is set off. And I don't think they'll cope with him. I don't think there are many defenders in in the Premiership now that can cope with Jamie Vardy. Phil, what are you going for? Well, I'll take a Leicester win. I, I a bit like John. I actually think Vardy will score in the last minute of injury time. <laughs> so uh, I think we'll get both. Can I? I've, a few of the fans yeah. have commented and uh, tweeted us again of, of what they thought. Um, because I think it's a lot of fans are split on which one they would actually want with us mm. at the top. Yep. Um, Craig Watts has said he wants Vardy to score. Paul Holland, though, goes the other way and he says, I'll take a Leicester win every time. It should go without saying, I love Vardy, don't get me wrong, and I really hope he does get his record. But at the end of the day, we're Leicester City fans not just Jamie Vardy exactly. fans. Yeah, and I think that's where I was going a bit. It up for a lot yeah. of people. Yeah, uh, Conor Capadia says Vardy to score the winning goal, but I presume he's going with Vardy there. John Dingwell says Leicester to win every time or else a draw and Vardy scores. And Nathan Callan says Vardy to score, we would uh, be a win in itself. We aren't going to finish top. Uh, Got to lose somewhere. Vardy to smash um, Rude's record though would be brilliant. So he's gone with the Vardy thing. Just going on to on, on to Vardy, and he's, I mean, obviously we all know where he came from. He started off in a, uh, a lower lower leagues, and then he went to Fleetwood. Where he went to Halifax, didn't he? He went to Fleetwood, I think yeah. that's where. And then Stocksbridge yeah, Steels, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. So quite low down, sixth seventh tier of football. I mean, it's remarkable what he's achieved. Twiggy, when he started, when he when he first came to the club, we had a preseason friendly. It cost you a million, a million in add-ons. Um, we played Burton Albion away in a pre-season game and he was up front with David Nugent and I thought, aye, aye. The two of them looked great together. They hadn't played often together, maybe even the first time and they just seemed to click. And after the game in the tunnel, I spoke to Nigel and I says, um, he's not bad, is he, Vardy? And he says, just wait, Al. Wait and see. I mean, that was about two seasons, three mm. seasons ago. And full credit to the people who brought him to the club. Full credit to, to Nigel. Yeah, it took him a while to settle in to start with, didn't well, it? Of I course, think, it yeah, does. He had a season, but then he kind of came good after that. Do you think that? Do, do you think that big man with smaller man is a winning? Do you remember years and years yeah. ago? You will remember. Yeah. Do you remember Toshak and Keegan, for instance? Young and I mean, Lineker. Oh, fan, well, yeah, <laughs> hey. yeah. But exactly no, yeah. that. 
do you still think that's a big factor in a team? It has a place, Twigs, but I don't think teams play that way, especially in the Premiership. The lower leagues, definitely. They'll have big man, small one. You know, hit the big fella, knock it back in midfield, get the quickie guy yeah, on his Howard, way. Howard and Fry. Up back, and, up back and through, you know, that kind of thing. I think teams adopt it, <coughs> excuse me, they adopt it if the game's going against them. If you're 1-0 down with 10 minutes to go, you might start to go a bit longer. You might put your big striker on and, and, and hit a long ball. And that's fair enough. But generally, we pass the ball. We don't, we don't go too long. John, question. Yeah. Lineker yeah. or Vardy? Oh, you beauty. I was a big Lineker fan. That's but a bit a of a crippler. Well, that, to be honest, it? in different areas, so it's difficult to kind of pick because they're not. Well, playing. you've got to pick one. It's my show. I've got to pick one. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with Vardy because uh, he's the man in the moment. Uh, and much as I like Gary Lineker, and he did a lot of stuff not only for club but for country as well. You know, I'm, I'm, you've I'm asked me to, to choose. I'm going for Vardy. Okay, Phil. I'm going to have to totally disagree with you, John. At the moment, Vardy is on fire, but he, he's got to prove it over a longer period and keep up that high pace. Gary Lineker was one of our top scorers ever. Went on to Everton I'm not saying and Barcelona, went to a fantastic club. Look, he's made me choose, and I've chosen. Yeah, no, yeah, that's okay, fair that's enough. fair enough. I just think Gary Lineker went on. I like him. You know, it's hard to. I think Vardy could get there, and I think he's got the hunger. Don't and tell I, him I said that. Though, really. <laughs> I, uh, I did read do you it. know? Do you know? They're very, very similar. Well, you played the with two of them with are Lineker. very similar. Yeah, Gary was Gary spent the first season on his backside. He was always sliding here and sliding there, but he had goals as well. And he was, I think, he was quicker than Jamie. If if somebody can be quicker, and but what he's achieved and the number of times he's played for his country, etc. You've got to see Gary. But um, give Jamie another season or two, gets a few international caps, play him up the middle, Mr Hodgson. <laughs> um, I, I think Jamie, can, he's, he's got room for improvement, especially on his left side, but Gary Lineker, okay, you, every day of the you week. You play with Gary, so yeah. Lineker or Vardy for you then? Lineker. There you go, you see, I'm the, only, I'm the odd one out then. It'd be interesting if we asked this question in a year's time, because interesting, yeah. the other day I read in one of the national newspapers, uh, which often not to be believed, but there was an article there suggesting that Mr Lineker had said that, uh, you know, Vardy at the right price... Um, well, he was—he didn't quite say it like that, but what the article implied that, that maybe he should go, but not till the end of the season. To a bigger club? Yeah. Well, well he's not going to go to a smaller top. club, is he? Well... Dear you know, me. The but, thing but, is... They're talking Real Madrid but, but, and they're talking Man United and they're talking clubs like that. Yeah. And when you think about it, Jamie Vardy, Barcelona, you go... Shut up, don't be daft, <laughs> wouldn't you? But uh, if it's he, his goals, yeah, yeah, his goals, and it's going to be a big talking point, Twiggy, because transfer tran- uh, transfer window, yeah. uh, is the team's going to come in? How much are they going to bid? Are the club willing to let him go? Does Jamie, Jamie want, want to, go? to go? That's the point Which I, I think. I think if Jamie leaves the club, it'll be his decision, not the club's. Does he want yeah. to go or, or does he want the money? I mean, it can be a very, very short career. Football can. One well, injury and you, sometimes you... There's, there's he must be, be earning shed loads at the minute, though, Twigs. Yeah, but not He must like, be. There's 16 clubs get through to the last phase of the Champions League, and they'll all be hunting for an extra player, a striker. They're going to look at the Premier League and go, God, this boy's on fire, and he's not Champions League cup-tied. He's available potentially in January if we come and put some ridiculous money on the table. I think I think we might have to... But Alan's out. right. It's what Vardy wants to do. I think it'll come if down somebody to... Somebody big, big, big comes but knocking... You- 
you say though, Alan, that yeah. you're saying that yeah, but he must be earning shed loads now. Yes, I I disagree. I think Wayne Rooney's earning shed yeah. loads. So if somebody come in with a bigger lorry load yeah. of money, do you think? I mean, what, I, I think what I think what do? I think what will get involved, people who will get involved as well, Troy, is is the agents. I mean, they're for me, they're piranhas. Some of them, and they're very unscrupulous. The words of Alan Young, and not necessarily the. Show. <laughs> <laughs> Just get it in there. All right, Just get they're, it in they're, there. they're more like trouts. <laughs> anyway, they, they, they will be. They'll be his. His agent will be working away and getting in touch with people and negotiating fees, negotiating wages, signing on fees, add-ons, sponsorship deals, everything. Is Jamie going to be swayed by that, or is he the kind of lad, a homegrown lad, who got brought into the the, the football league by Nigel Pearson, and 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 is now but a magnificent right, but specimen? But, but, Leicester don't need the money. Well, Leicester aren't sure the money. What I'm yeah, saying, yeah, they don't need the money. <laughs> yeah, no. So exactly. Therefore, the the manager's not under pressure from the chairman or the owners to sell players. He's looking to bring players in. Okay, lads, uh, that's it. We'll be back with one more section. We're talking LCFC. We're talking 100% LCFC. We'll be back in a tick. Go and get yourself a gin and tonic. It's 100% LCFC with Youngie on Oak FM. Next month, it's time to open up the Oak FM Advent Calendar with Palmer's Garden Centre. Palmer's are a proper garden centre at Ulsthorpe and Enderby, selling fresh British-grown Christmas trees. And every weekday afternoon when we open an advent calendar door, you could win presents, festive food, or a family visit to either of their garden centres. Just call, text or Facebook us for your chance to win. And with Santa's Grotto, Real Reindeer, a beautiful Christmas and giftware department, you're sure to find something for all your friends and family at Palmer's Garden Centre this festive season. See Palmer'sGardenCentre.co.uk OK, boys, that's our target. What? Halfords? Here's the plan. As soon as those doors open on Friday, we charge in. You two clean out the lower shelves. I'll handle the big boy stuff. Got it? Dad, what if we get lost? You're on your own. It's not even Black Friday yet. Right. Synchronised watches. Get ready, boys, for amazing deals at Halfords this Black Friday weekend. We're visiting in-store but we can even visit online. Dad, my balaclava's getting itchy. Hear that? That's the sound of the normally chatty Chisholm family reduced to silence as Dad brings in a luxury slow-cooked wild boar cracker with caramelised onions and leeks wrapped in puff pastry and served with a red wine sauce and all for just £11.99. Silence can indeed be golden. Oh. That's the power of Frozen this Christmas at Iceland. It's 100% LCFC with Youngie on Oak FM. So welcome back to the show. It's Andy Twig. You can call me Twiggy. We've got Mr Young himself, as they say, on a certain Google website, Super Striker. <laughs> <laughs> Super Striker. Super Striker. Nice. Hey, sounds like a magazine, a comic book thing, a comic strike. Yeah, we've strip. got... Uh, Phil Holloway's with us. He's the editor and producer of the show. I've kind of, like, bigged him up. I've put producer in brackets. And we've got uh, John Sinclair, who's generally a radio pundit, Leicester fan, and good egg. Thank you. Looks so, like an egg. Very nice of you. Oh, yeah, that's a bit much. What, a good egg? <laughs> I didn't think you'd like that. Just because he's follically opposed. <laughs> now then, United on 
Saturday, mm. Saturday tea time. What do you think of tea time kickoffs, John? Uh, well, obviously, you know, TV plays a part in football these days, puts a lot of money into it. Um, How yeah, much would Leicester of, get for I, that? I haven't a clue. I haven't a clue either. I a lot it's a of money. Hundred thousand. Yeah, is it really? Is. I would think it's I more mean, than that. I, I spoke to a, a friend of mine at work who's who doesn't like five thirty because he, you know, he he organises his life around the football at three o'clock. Should be three and o'clock. A lot, a lot of people do, but you've got to accept that if you're going to get all this money from TV, that occasionally you're going to get changes of kickoffs. Do you know in our championship season, uh, Twiggy? One of the championship seasons, we were the only club in the country to play every day of the week. Really? We played yeah, yeah, every day. Right. We even had a game on a Thursday, a home game against They're starting Middlesbrough. to do that, aren't they, Thursdays now? Yeah. I was just thinking, if they get 200 grand a game, if they just accepted 190,000, maybe my subscription would come down, because it's <laughs> crippling me. But what about the Can supporters? You You've got to think about the supporters who have bought season tickets and they're bringing the children to games. They don't bring the children. No. You know, they can't, they can't afford it. It's a late night, it's a kick-off. Don't get home till half past 10, 11 o'clock. Kids have got school the next day. It's wrong. So you prefer a three o'clock? Oh, absolutely. I'm a three o'clock man, yeah. But having said that, I used to love playing under the floodlights. Is it is it much different then for yeah, you? Yeah, it's a different atmosphere altogether. Yeah, night games, I used to like different Tuesday atmosphere. night games, for instance. You used to love that with the floodlights on and great atmosphere. Just, yeah, it just sounds noisier as well in the dark, doesn't it? So here's another question. I, lo- I love questions just to like, Filbert Street or the King Power? Filbert Street every time because, you know, that's where I started watching... Uh, Leicester City, right on top of the up top of the pitch. Some great, Just close some great games. Right. Watch that. You know, I'm not saying that I don't like the King Power, but you ask me what I prefer. Yeah, I, I know. I played at Filbert Street, but I love Filbert Street because I've got memories there going back to the mid sixties. Phil, it's it, that's a very difficult question because it's an easy question. <laughs> of course, <laughs> no, it is. It's not. No comparison. I stood, I stood in the cop watching people like Alan Young play on the terraces, and nothing, nothing beats that. That is the best. If you're standing in a spine cop with five, ten thousand other fans cheering on, nothing can beat that atmosphere. But if you ask me, sitting at the back of the old Carling stand in Filbert Street, or sitting in the King Power Stadium with thirty thousand Leicester fans clapping their clappers, all singing, all cheering, I'm going to go King Power Stadium. Yeah, I think that what's made the difference is the, the clappers that we've got now. The atmosphere is called clackers, not clappers. Well, you say clappers. No, the oh. clackers. We've got a domestic, have we? No, they go clack. <laughs> this. Is a clap. They go clack. Well, whatever you call them, they, they do create a good atmosphere. <laughs> Can I just say that Young is bigger than you? I won't fall out with him. I'm uh, on crutches, so <laughs> Twiggy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't I, defend I myself. Say, I can run faster than him. So He's anyway, got... my my vote, Filbert Street, yeah, all day long. But obviously, you played three well. best years of my football in life. Loved the place. See, I, I, I was at Goodison the, the other week and I had a walk around. I thought, well, I'll, I'll take advantage of it because I don't think it's going to be there that much longer because obviously they're talking about ground. And there is, there's something about the old grounds, isn't there? You know, we're a nice close up. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, th- the I think everyone's pretty similar to, to Filbert Street. I, I guess it is, yeah. I was reading they're worried about the ground change now because the council had their budget oh. cut, haven't they? Yeah, it's, I, I just don't know where that's going. I think if Ken Wright could... Anyway, we're talking about... We're yeah, supposed yeah, to be yeah, talking yeah. about 100% <laughs> Leicester City and we've drifted... I, yeah, but we're fault. having a trip up your way pretty soon, Twig. Yeah, you know, yeah, we're going yeah, up yeah. to Mersey, Merseyside and having a bit of a kick around I'll and stuff, you, you know. I'll meet you outside the Gladys Street end. <laughs> right. Come on, I'll get you a ticket. Come in with the lads. <laughs> I'll announce yeah. you. What, are you. Are you suggesting I'm going to be Foxy-fied? <laughs> Foxy-fied, yeah. <laughs> it's my big... 
big new word. So, can you uh, big? We uh, just mentioned about the evening kickoffs and stuff. In all seriousness, you did United last year. Yeah. You did. A, you 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 gave them a good seeing to. What about this year? Different ball game or what, Alan? Yeah, I think I think um, United will be more aware that we are now a threat. I think teams, the big teams like that, can be a bit blasé and they can take things a wee bit for granted. There's no doubt Manchester United are a decent team. I don't think they're a great team. I think the manager's got problems, especially with English language. Um, and, and the way he talks about his team after games as well. But we've improved. We've added new players. We've added very, very good players. We have a squad now, Twig, of about 24 players. There's about 18 international players in that squad. So the players who aren't playing could form a team that would get a result in, in, in the Premiership. But the team we have now we will cause them problems again. They'll know all about Jamie Vardy. They'll know all about Albrighton, Mares, everybody. But we must be careful that we're not playing against a reputation. Manchester United, mm. world. Yeah. Wide, you know, known massive fan base. We are playing another team, another eleven players that we're going to beat. I mean, we, we mentioned earlier about um, the United keeper, and but what about yours, Schmeichel? Good keeper. Yeah, he was on uh, match of the day too, wasn't he? On uh, on Sunday night, and they showed quite a lot of clips of him making saves uh, over over the season. But you know. Uh, obviously, Leicester probably conceded more goals this season than we would like them to. It was good to keep a clean sheet at Newcastle, uh, but that's not just down to him, of course. But obviously, you know, uh, a son of a pretty good keeper for the other club that we're playing this weekend in, in his time as well. So, yes, Michael's very good, you, you've got to say. And he's got a good attitude. I interviewed him once. He was at Notts County, you know, when yeah, the, de yeah. the yeah. debacle of Sven. Sven. <laughs> oh, yeah, Sven yeah. took him there, yeah. Do you know what? He came up and he sat in the stand and it was freezing and he had a T-shirt on, shorts and flip-flops. Right. And he never once, he's just said, it, it got as long as you like. Yeah, right. but Twiggy's a goalkeeper. They're all nuts. Yeah, they're all goalkeepers are nuts. They're all, bit, they they're all crackers. Be, they have to be crazy. And I mean, yeah. I remember Mark Wallington. Uh, Great we, we keeper. Oh, top man, Great but absolutely keeper. crackers. Absolutely nuts. So Mad, did daft. you know Nev Southall then? Crackers. I knew Nev. Played against Neville. Oh, dear me. Yeah, well, totally, completely bonkers. Yeah, well, Bruce, Bruce Grobola. Dear me. You can go on and on. There's... Goalkeepers have a different DNA to anybody else. Yeah, I worked with Shilton for a little while. He actually uh, commentated uh, with him a few times. He was a bit, um, a bit odd as well. But so I wonder what it is then about keepers. Is it because they stand there all on their own and they feel like Billy No Mates? <laughs> Mark Wallington used to walk around his penalty area when the ball's in the opposition half, and we've got. A, he used to commentate on the game to himself. You should go give it to line, give it to lines, go on lines, go on, take him on, Steve, get across it, get across it, Steve, Steve, go on, you're going, oh, unless the city have just missed a great chance, and you could hear him, you could hear him talking to himself, talking away through the game, nuts, totally barmy. So, we're going to talk about a bubble now, a great big bubble, because I always remember when Hull City came up. Uh, Premier League, uh, the first year they came up, they were flying. Do you remember first six, yes. seven games? Yeah. Absolutely yes. flying. Even further back into the 70s. Do you remember Carlisle went up to the top, top flight? First five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games flying yeah. went down. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Big else. bubble, big pin. Is it going to burst? Don't see any reason why it should burst. 
why should I'm surprised you're even. I mean, you're definitely an Everton supporter. Yeah, no, I'm because asking, you're I'm used, you're used to that yourselves, yeah, yeah. are you not? <laughs> <laughs> you're used to have your bubble <laughs> burst down again. <laughs> so you, <laughs> Youngie, there's no need to be rude. There's no need to be rude. No, but I'm, no, there's no bubble going burst. It's a good, all right. It's a good question. But I, I was going to say, if you add on what the points we got from the end of last season, together with this season, you can't say it's a flash in the pan because they've kept it going over the the end of the two seasons. Absolutely. And, and the form we're in, why should it just suddenly change? Yeah, OK, you, you may get the odd result where it doesn't go for Leicester. I don't see any reason why can't they can't consistently perform as they have been doing. I, th- I think, I think uh, what else... and suspensions aside, I John, I think, I think what you're getting at as well, Twiggy, is is there going to be a time yeah. where you lose a game? And then... Right, now, now that yeah. is then the test. Yeah. Does your bubble burst then? Your confidence Does it? go? And confidence? I'd have said no, not on one game. I think, if you like, it's like Arsenal is a good example. Yeah. Arsenal came to our place, beat us 5-2. We went to Norwich the next game yeah. and beat them and hammered them. And we've unbeaten since. Which was a good result in well, Norwich. Well, absolutely. So, not so, off bad at home. So Arsenal beating us, the bubble didn't burst then. So if we get beat, I still think the bubble will stay intact and we'll just get back to winning ways straight again, straight away. But can we beat Man United? That's the question though, isn't it? Yes. It's going to be a tough one. I'll tell you what you're going to go with then. Uh, it's Saturday night kickoff, as we've said. Um, uh, yeah. Come on in, Twiggy. So, you give us a prediction. What do you think is going to happen? I think, you, I think it'll be a draw. Right. I'll go for 2-2. Two, two. Right, well, you can enter our competition okay. if you like. Oh, here we go. S- slick link. Slick link. <laughs> Anybody slick want links. to win a T-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> it's called Radio at its Finest. Yeah, we, we've got some score predictions that Phil's going to read out, I think. Yeah, I mean, every week, Twiggy, just, uh, we ask the fans to predict who's going to be the first goal scorer in the match and what the final score's going to be. So... It's a pretty straightforward sort of thing to ask. I've got a few people, some of the Leicester fans have given us their predictions. Dave Martin, for example, has said he thinks that Vardy's going to score first. He actually thinks Vardy's going to get a hat-trick and he thinks Leicester are going to win 5-2. Yeah, I'd right. like to go to that game. Yeah, I would. <laughs> Send me a ticket. I think he's maybe a wee bit optimistic there. I think he's been drinking. <laughs> Darren Topham says 3-1 to Leicester. That's his score prediction, but his first goal scorer, which is interesting, is Rooney to score an own goal. <laughs> like In his one. dreams. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think Rooney's playing, is he? I, thought, he, was I he think he might be struggling. I thought he was ill last week. He's struggling a bit. Is yeah, yeah, could be out. I'd maybe, rather he played. Maybe his wife's told him he's not allowed to play. <laughs> oh, slightly <laughs> controversial. Uh, Gene Hartley. <laughs> an ex-Everton player as well, and you're having a go at him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He should never have left. There you go, then. Twiggy has spoken. <laughs> That's quite <laughs> nice. <laughs> Go on then, Phil. Terry Payne says Ujoa to score first and Leicester to win 2 1. Mm. I so, played against a guy called Terry Payne. Remember yeah, Terry Payne? He played Southampton. For Southampton. Yeah. I know my stuff. Yeah, Ma- t- I'm Paul impressed. Ma- Paul McGraw was the centre half. He was a hard man. Did you ever he, play he against was tough. him? He was tough. And he, he had the worst knees in the world, he did. <laughs> Honest. <laughs> oh, he had okay, uh, no so, cartilages, no ligaments, nothing. A yep. bit like a bit like um, Paul McGrath, who played for Villa, That's then he it. moved to Derby. Oh, that's the same, absolutely the same. John, we're back in the eighties again. Um, uh, we are again. proper Let's get proper football. Uh, Alex Wolf says four <laughs> two Leicester. Big Wes first goal. Uh, Gene Hartley one nil Vardy to score the only goal there. Uh, Wes Sarah Connell says Mares in a two all draw. Right. And somebody else says, Christian Aberg says, Fuchs in a two-all draw as well. Well, I'm going 2-2. Two, two. Uh, first goal scorer, I'm going to go with... 
I was going to say Ronaldo, but he didn't play for him yet. Mark my words, he'll be back. Yeah, you I reckon? Bet he'll be back. Real Madrid got stuffed against Barcelona, and the he's other having night. a goal Benitez, and he? he walked off the pitch, and yeah. you could see it in his eyes. He's lost. But he's come out against against Benitez okay, so, to get rid of okay, him. So what's your, what's your prediction then? Well, if Rooney plays, I, w- I would have had Rooney, but I'll go with Carrick. To from score. midfield, so you score Mer- first. I think they'll take a lead. Yeah, two-two, miss score. Yeah, okay. With Man United to score first, but who's going to be the first Leicester scorer? That's really the question. All oh, right, sorry. Yeah. Well, no, I'm no, new to this. No. I thought it was. No, you're wrong, John. Am I? Right. Okay. It's one hundred percent LCFC. All right. First goal scorer. I've never had anybody pick an opposition player before. Well, that's because Twiggy's. You know, he's an Evertonian. You've been away from the radio too long, John Sinclair. You forget one thing, John. That Phil's the boss. Yeah, I'm in charge, John. Yes. He writes the rules. I do bow to your greater knowledge, Alan. Um, I'm going to go for Mark Albrighton for the first okay. goal. I think the lad's due one. Coming in off the left-hand side on his right foot. I just fancy, I fancy him. And he's, he's pretty decent at free kicks as well. So I'll go Albrighton and I'll go 3-1. Uh, so, okay. Uh, well, 3-1 Leicester City, by the way. Yeah. I was okay. going to tell you about my little dream the other night where... <laughs> we don't want to know. No, no, you can't. Uh, <laughs> Phil, it's a family show. Oh, okay. Well... My dream went along the lines that Wes Morgan was going to score a rare first goal and it was going to be two all. And I'd, I'd just see Vardy in the injury time scoring the winner. So you're going to go 3 2. Because we're running two. out of time. Yeah. Three okay. time. Uh, very quickly, uh, Marius to score first in a 2 1 win. Okay, right. Before we go, just one thing. Just remember this that the Tinkerman, Ranieri, a few years ago when he was manager of Valencia. Right, he played Barcelona three times in the space of a few weeks when Val uh, Van, uh, yeah. um, what's his face, Van Gaal was manager, yes, and beat him three times. Did he really? Beat him. So three he's got times. previous. He has previous. Eh? I shall uh, bid you fond farewell, my friends, and we shall gather again next week. Thank you very much. See you next week. Bye-bye. This has been pure one hundred percent LCFC. Apart from a little bit of Everton. (laughs) (laughs) It's 100% LCFC with Youngie on Oak FM. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.